All right. Hello, Arcs. I'm Anna Mana. This is King Cosma. How you doing today, mate? Hope you're doing well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How about yourself, man? Yeah, not too bad. Like I said, before we uh, started recording, I'm running on like a few hours sleep because of daylight savings, but uh, it's the usual. Uh, so you listen to Oracle Fleet. This is episode 14. It's a podcast for PSO2 news and information, specifically focusing on the global servers. Today we have Artist Dora. Who is an artist, you could tell by name. Uh, also specialized in PSO2 characters as well as some OCs. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Good to hear. It's good to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we also have Shadgan here, a content creator on YouTube who also streams on Twitch. How are things today? Pretty good. We're looking forward to this all week. Somehow managed not to tell anybody that I was doing this. <laughs> we actually like don't have any... Um, any process for announcing stuff like sometimes we'll announce it early sometimes it really depends on how close to wire we are usually um i i have to say this week outriders launched so i've been very like behind i feel like dora's been um whenever dora asks about something i'm like oh i need to do that like uh the show <laughs> notes and stuff like that so it's good it's good to, uh good to have people on top of that stuff um oh okay so Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, usually what we do is we go into guest question and answer straight away. We're also going to be talking about the storyline for New Genesis today. And just to preface that, yeah, we don't really have much story outside of just like a, a little setup of this is the planet and stuff like that. But we're going to be talking about what we'd like to see and stuff like that as we get into it. But uh, what we're going to start with is, so I'm going to start with Shadgan. Where did you start with the Fantasy Star series? Uh, Well... One of my buddies ended up buying Universe uh, when we were in middle school, but I didn't really end up getting hands-on with the series until Portable 2, and I spent a lot of time on that in high school, a lot of weekends with my friends running through uh, the multiplayer on that, and then uh, uh, not long after that, uh, Online 2 came out in Japan, and from there, it's all history. Yep, sounds good. Uh, so how long have you been playing in the Japanese servers? And, and has it been uh, a con consistent solid thing or is more a global being more of a thing with that? Uh, well, for me, the JP servers were on and off. Like I was in the open beta for that and I played it a bit at launch, but I didn't really have the rig to run it at the time and can't read Japanese. So it was a little rough. I'd come back like every episode they came out, try out whatever the new class was and so on. But it wasn't until they announced that global was coming that I really hardcore stuck with it and then switched to global as soon as that was out and uh i've been on there like a couple times a week every ever since yeah i feel like um that's pretty much the thing and um, i think king can probably attest to this as well you're either someone that just played japan and just didn't care about it being in japanese or you know using like special patches and stuff like that or you just were like you had this weird awkwardness where either you had something that prevented you from playing it or um it just didn't feel right playing a Japanese game that didn't really have a true English translation until it, it actually came out in that. Um, I guess there's uncertainty that the means of which you're playing on a server that you shouldn't be playing could always change and your your um, your progress could just be, you know, snuffed out overnight, right? Mm. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, so, Dora, uh, what about you? When did you start with the Fantasy Star series? So I started this Fantasy Star series uh, just from PSO2 itself. Um, ironically enough, I was playing MapleStory 2 before it, and it closed just as PSO2 opened. So that was an interesting transition. Yep. 
That sounds about perfect right. timing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Maple Story Two is it's not online anymore? No. Nope. Yeah, it, it closed down. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was yeah. around for less than a year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mm -hmm. really, really short short time it was running. Yeah. Um, even the Japanese servers closed down as well. So the only one that's running now is the Korean servers. Is Korea like wow. for that game? Is the Korean version popular? It. It's kind of popular, but I'm not sure how well it's doing right now. Yep. Mm. That's fair. But there's a lot of global users who uh, play the Korean version as well with an English patch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, that's what some people do for PSO2 as well, right? So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dora, what keeps you playing PSO2? Honestly, the friends in the community. Yeah. I, I think that plays a really important part. As well as, I'd say the story of the game. I also really like, you know, just the the world. So like explorations, just looking at the world of Fantasy Star Line too. Yep, yep. Um, so the environments and things are really cool. Favorite characters, top three. <sighs> now you've got me. <laughs> well, you already know the first one. The first one's like Kastra. Oh, yeah. I am sure that's no surprise. Um. <laughs> I think I've got to put Xeno up there as well as Kuna. Mm -hmm. That's probably my top three. Yep. All right. While well, we're asking, <clears throat> King, top three. Yes. Uh. Oh, now we talking characters or waifus or husbandos? Uh, <laughs> like, whichever. How are we splitting this up? All right. Whatever. So just in general. All right. Uh. Risa, because I love the Sundere type. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sundere. <laughs> uh and then i want to say helga and affin i know a lot of people don't like him but he's pretty cool yeah i'm shadigan uh well favorite overall character would have to be persona because i'm a sucker for the anti-hero that's cool um i think my favorite overall villain would actually be elmir because coincidentally, a lot of my D&D &D characters end up with a similar personality type. Yep. And uh, favorite waifu would have to be Kuna. Kuna? Hands down. I think, like, it's pretty obvious who, who my favorites are. But so Risa, um, just because uh, big Scorpio energy. Uh, and then Feleg, because uh, there's the... Um, I like the kind of, like, sassy kind of caring, like, mix-up. And also, I guess, um, Huey. Huey's like, Huey's a single dad that's just trying his best. That's yep. the energy I get from Huey. <laughs> and, um, Huey's great. Yeah. I feel like Huey's got the most, like all the all the male characters in PSO2 um, have their personality. And then Huey, they dialed it up to like 200. <laughs> Huey's yeah. like fantasy star All Might. Yeah, just has probably. that energy the whole time. Yep. Pretty much. All right, so <clears throat> what keeps you playing, Shagun? Uh, that one's easy. Uh, the combat. combat. I've played a ton of MMOs over the years, and PSO's combat keeps coming back, or keeps coming back to me, especially the, uh, especially Urgen Quests. I love getting into raids with big, big bosses and and tons of mechanics that make you really have to have to think and plan your attacks out. Mm. It. It uh, it keeps me logging in long after I've done everything a hundred times because it's just I can't stop. Yeah, that's fair. And what about you? Uh, what's been keeping you playing lately, King? Um, 
honestly at this point i'm just i'm just boss running uh the new limited quest is really cool because it kind of brings exactly what i wanted to pso just nothing but bosses 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 galore yeah and that's like one of the most exciting things to me about the game and trying to speed run those bosses is also pretty fun but i'm not really a good speed runner so i just own Bunga, see if i can do it fast enough yep that's fair i honestly like um i've been talking about this recently and i think outriders come i'm probably i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to talk about outriders all this all this podcast because <laughs> that's gonna be the game that i'm gonna be playing on the side so i don't burn out of pso2 but i feel like i am dealing with a little bit of burnout with pso2 and um i really haven't logged in since the, since the servers came online with uh the maintenance update i have run once on the new like limited quest i need to run it some more i really want to get into some uh cradle of darkness triggers but the problem is is that i don't want to waste time running those triggers until i've got the full uh event link boost to get that full drop rate and and stuff but um from what i understand people are saying that um you need to have full inventory and stuff if you're going to run that because it's basically uh <clears throat> you need a bigger backpack yeah. yeah yeah clear, clear your inventory space it, yeah. it's yeah. crazy yeah and that's dropping yeah. sky dance support hmm. as well isn't it i don't know i didn't i didn't see anything on that sky dance or maybe it's um drawn to darkness that might be because uh uber posted a picture of it and it's dropping the capsule yeah one of the two yeah so yeah if, i didn't um, think as many people were going after that anymore yeah i mean it's on the unique weapon badge shop but um maybe maybe there's a market for it i don't know and i mean having it drop is is a big saving big a discount I, I, I would imagine it's something that's maybe like multiple characters or different classes if you're trying to do different unit affixes yep mm -hmm. so yeah um just a heads up for anyone watching uh you may be of the minds of back in episode three those urgent quests were not great because they were just running around killing enemies but with ultra hard, it really makes things. Uh, they're actually difficult now as well, right? Uh, I haven't, I haven't actually had time to step into them yet. But um, this is the first time I've had them on ultra hard. But have people been having much difficulty with them? They would be, but uh, the fact that luster and uh, what is it, luster and zondil is a thing, makes it so much easier. You just kind of plow through enemies, and next thing you know, there's like fifty items in your box within the first horde. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think the hardest thing about that is trying to manage your inventory as you're going through mm -hmm. the UQ. Because other than that, I think at some point I ended up maxing out everything. And the rest of the items I got throughout the UQ just disappeared because they weren't going anywhere. Oh, really? And isn't there like a, there's like a, a cap on how many things can show on, on the floor as well? Um, uh, not that I'm aware of. Cause I, I, know that. I remember that being a thing with advanced quests. I don't know if that's been updated or not, but um, that's something maybe to keep my mind of. I don't know how many items it is though. It could be like a hundred or two hundred. All right, so let's keep moving. Uh, what content in PSO two do people find uh, playing the most or enjoying? Hang on, let me reread this because I've I've completely had the uh, daylight <laughs> savings shuffle. <clears throat> what content in PSO two do you find yourself? enjoying the most and i'll start with dora with this one sure um well anything from like urgent quests divides you know quests in general anything i could run with friends i also well personally i like going into explorations and finding all the bosses i'm sure yeah. a lot of people have seen my adventures with that but yeah yeah uh yeah like, divide quests in particular are really nice like having uh xeno yeeted through 
uh, forest into the boss room. Yeah, that uh, yeah, with, with Gosser being yeeted by the uh, haze drowl, that was that was hilarious, yeah. really. That clip was you. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> oh that, that got shared by PSO2's uh, Twitter, right? It did. Right? That yeah. was like the huge, like biggest surprise. <laughs> PS2 I must have watched that like 10 times. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. The Twitter account's run by some pretty good eggs. Um, they're yep. always paying attention to like everything that's going on on Twitter and stuff. All right. All right. So Shadgun, what about you? What keeps uh, you finding the most enjoyment of PS2? What kind of content? Well, right now it's uh, the trigger version of Mop Up Endless Nightmare. I know I just uh, I put my first run up of that on YouTube recently, but uh, I haven't beaten it yet. I haven't been able to beat that 20 minute timer and I'm trying to find a group with the right means to do it. Yep. Cause I don't know. It's one of those things I haven't beaten yet and I feel like I need to. And that's one of those things that keeps me uh, busy right now is I keep trying different affixes while we got the boost week going on and trying to see what I can get to work. Yep. So what's the, cause I myself haven't actually looked into the trigger just yet. They didn't post a lot of information on the website about it, but what's the details of the trigger? So it's the new mop-up quest, so it's randomized. Uh, I'm not too sure if the trigger is randomized or that's static, but basically going through old areas of PSO2, but with PSO1 music, and then the yep. end and start being Pioneer 2. Uh, what's different? Well, uh, the trigger version is static, and that you'll always do forest, and then you'll do volcano, uh, underground shafts, and then ruins. Yep. Uh, you get four people instead of 12, it, unlike the regular version, the trigger version ends with a fight against Persona instead of Elder, and there's a 20-minute timer. You've got 20 minutes to beat the whole thing. Okay. And is that only Ultra Hard? Uh, I believe it's only Ultra Hard. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've done anything under Ultra Hard. Yep. Um, I, I'd love to see someone actually pull it off, though. We actually, um, my first run, we got where our timer ran out just as we teleported into Persona. Like, the screen goes white to enter Persona's room, and we got back to Pioneer 2. Damn. Do you still get like, loot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it still counts as quest complete. That's um, good. Uh, I assume your drops are better if you actually finish the whole thing, and your uh, your rank probably depends on it. Yep. Well, that's the thing. is like, uh, yeah. like uh, this kind of content... Completing it, sure. Eventually you'll get there and eventually that'll be a thing where you can do that consistently. But half the fun is learning, like getting the the process down for it and learning how to go overcome it. So what's the where's the where's the celebration if you can't overcome something, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. Uh what about you, King? What uh what content are you enjoying the most at the moment? Uh right now it's the mop up. That's probably the best. Yeah, I tried to I tried to actually sit down and play through uh Masquerade. I cannot do 50 runs in one sitting. That is so boring. Uh, I think after <laughs> about 10 runs, I'm just ready to take a nap. Uh <laughs> Jesus. Um but yeah, anyway. There's definitely the mop-up quest and again, that's just because boss rush, boss rush after boss rush. Uh and it makes it more interesting to me, especially playing with people. I tried to solo it a couple of times. Almost made it. And at the very last second, <laughs> I got hit stunned like five times and I just wasted so much time. But it's it's really fun. Like even to go into the 12 man one solo, let alone the four man one solo, it's really fun to get into. I do say um, 
definitely give it you know a couple of tries you're never going to get it on your first try it's a really long quest but it's something that you definitely want to use as a way to get used to the in-game playstyle of pso2 yep that's fair all right so uh favorite moment uh for time of pso2 so uh we'll ask uh dora and shagon like in general for all pso2 but i'll start with king this time but uh recently what's the what's your favorite moment recently actually this one just happened today uh so we were playing through pso2 and we actually got sodom through the new divide quest 31 through 35 we got the solo sodom run uh it was me and a viewer who just happened to come through he had a patty alter account which was great um and we had 10 seconds on the clock to get rid of sodom and we had just enough damage um, and we were right at that S rank bar. And as I'm counting down, we're just trying to rush as fast <laughs> as we can to get the last bit of damage through. Um, we got, we ended up getting him right at the zero second. Yeah. Right at the zero second. And poof, there he goes. He didn't give us any dark stones. So I was kind of upset, but he dropped some origin glare. So all I needed. And that was just a huge clutch for the day. Yep. That's good to hear. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Shadgun, you're up. Uh, for me, it was actually not quite that recent, but a few weeks ago, I actually started attempting, um, uh, ship infiltration solo when I found out there was a title for it. Yep. And I'd seen people do it, but every time I watch someone do it, they've always got like min max to fixes. All their gear seems perfect for it. It seems like it felt like that was going to be a requirement, but I figured at some point, screw it. Let's just see how I do. And actually finishing it, not on S rank, but finishing it was, uh, that uh, surprised me. I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize I had the setup for it without um, optimized gear. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't do a lot of our fixing. A lot of the time, um, people will act like you need absolute perfect stuff. But you ask any of the like hardcore players, like uh, Glint or Mill Randwell, uh, they'll be able to do that stuff without uh, having perfect fixes. Like with pretty decent fixes, obviously, if you can. Uh, run it with perfect fixes. So if you if you got the budget for perfect fixes, it's going to make it easier. But uh, I mean, you're not uh, like having a fixes and having the perfect weapons and perfect units isn't a trade off for skill. Like you still need to have skill to actually complete it, and that shows that you've got the skill to actually do that solo. Uh, it you know <clears throat> some like it's like starting out as a plumber. You're not going to have all the expensive tools to be able to be a good top tier plumber. You're gonna to slowly work towards getting that stuff, and um, you're still doing your job all the way all the way through to getting that good stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Look at it, yeah. But um, yeah. So, Dora, favorite moment, PSO two from start to finish. What was best? Oh, that's a really hard question because honestly, the whole experience is really nice. But if I did have to pick one, um, well, we do this thing where we meet on the like universal ship lobby mm-hmm. so either for challenge quests or pvp uh, no, uh battle arena that's called yep. and uh <clears throat> we basically all just gather together either as our usual characters or npc characters because uh if, if you didn't know already i have a couple of like a lot of friends who who play npc characters and we yep. run around with them in game um <laughs> some of them actually turn out to be our mains so that's fun yeah so it pretty it pretty much turns into like a crazy convention, just everyone chilling or doing fun poses or doing cool photo shoots. Yeah, that's always fun. That we do it every good. few months or so. So 
Have you yeah. got like an in-game convention planned? Yeah, it, it's kind. It's kind of like that. Like every time we meet up, we'll. <clears throat> like, have you got like gather. an uh, official like, you know, um, Kazrakon or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um... Arkhamscon. <laughs> that could be something like you know, two months time. There's going to be on the Universal ship a a cosplay convention. You know. Yeah, we we could probably. Um make it a bit more public if we wanted to because generally we get people across from like ship one ship two ship four like every everywhere and we just find a time to meet in the in the universal ship lobby mm -hmm. for a few hours That's yeah. It. yeah it's pretty fun that'd be pretty cool and do you like actually jump into like uh battle arena or anything like that and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we face off against each other because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty cool it's it's i mean there are ways to kind of set teams for um, Battle Arena, it's just the random the stuff that you can't really do that, but I mean, if you were to do something like that, you could obviously have like, you know, um, best, and then like, category for NPC, like Kazra, Get'em Holt, or whatever, and then, so you could have something like that, like variations, where people are taking that character, and maybe it's Get'em Holt in, in his board shorts, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh and yeah, then you can... trust me, they, they all wear like, different costumes, <laughs> yeah. like... But I mean, like, crazy. in terms of a convention, then you could have, like, a battle arena com competition and, you know, you could have a whole eight-hour thing where it's all that stuff, like, all little events, and it's, like, in a, a big thing. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. I think. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, think... used to, I used to work for conventions, so, like... Oh, did you really? <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the community is striving to get a 12 MPA, like, Luther, just all Luthers fighting mm -hmm. off against each other, as I'm, sh I'm sure you've seen it on YouTube as well, in, in JP, yep. those kind of things. Absolutely. Um, if you have 12 Luthers fighting each other, which one of them is the piece of Ark's trash? Which one's the biggest <laughs> loser? <laughs> um, sorry, you go. You're good. Oh, good. Um, all right. So recently for me, best moment, um, I, what I've actually really noticed recently is whenever there's a, um, maintenance coming, I'll stream it and it'll literally just be me streaming the waiting room. And I was, I felt really bad the other day because I streamed two hours waiting for the game to go live and then 10 minutes of the game live. So it technically wasn't a PSO2 stream, but those kind of, um, those, just having the community and chatting kind of thing has been one of my favorite things recently is maintenance waiting rooms have been, and like just episode update and I guess new Genesis will be another thing, but waiting rooms and just chatting with the community has been really fun recently for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those yeah. streams seem really chill and, and, and nice, mm -hmm. especially when you're just waiting around and chatting it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of other streamers that are doing it as well. Like, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, Shagun King and I, and, uh, also, other people like Chrono and stuff like that also do it as well. So, all right. Instead of just chatting here or there, yeah. Yeah. This discussion pieces are really good to have because, um, like recently we had a little discussion piece yesterday, and it was kind of talking about how, and it's something that we don't really like talk about too much, but the way that like how PSO is right now, like I had two Klaus units that actually deleted themselves. Oh really? God. Oh, yeah, no. so I'm back to using Trailblazers, and mm. there is literally no one running Face of the Abyss because of the two new UQs. Oh, really? So it's it's basically impossible for me to get new units, not unless I play on the UQs that they give per hour. 
and those only let me do it once and then i only get like nine dark stones so it's like a whole thing and we were kind of talking about you know how that can really stunt the growth of players coming back and i think like discussion topics like that are really good to have because it just helps give a better understanding to the community especially for new people who come through you know streams and videos and what they can experience coming into the game for the first time you know so i was like yeah just get your trailblazers because unless you get like face of the abyss it's kind of hard to get your your klaus units not unless they give them out for free which they might um but it's it's very helpful to and have that conversation in terms of like units as well and even for some weapons especially once we get fluxio dropping um like the other side of it is is it Klaus isn't the only good stuff right now, right? There are some classes where you mix and match the units. Like one might be Klaus and then you could have a Trailblazer. Like I don't know like exact specifics, but it's not always the absolute end game item that is the latest item is going to be the only one you should be equipping. And there's some classes that have weapons that there was one recently, like I don't can't remember the name of it. It might've been a Katana or something. Was it like Carol Bethia or something? Or it was like a woman's name and then Karen <laughs> I don't know the name of it but there was a recent weapon that people like were losing their mind about waiting for the update um, that was going to drop I don't know if it was with mop up quest or something like that or maybe with the was ultra... it not the Odachi no I know that the steel J sword that was one but um yeah that that I know Uber was happy about the J sword or was it Mark it, it was either Uber or Mark mm -hmm. uh but yeah, no, you're right. They're not the end-all be-all. You know, it's just nice to have sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can definitely mix and match a little bit, especially because, you know, like Rivulet Armor gives you some HP and you got Trailblazer that gives you some PP and Klaus gives you like a little bit of both, some attack. And, yeah. you know, it helps. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just, the, I think it's just the idea of wanting to get everything, like the collector's curse. You want yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also think that, a lot of the content nowadays is geared towards group content. It's a little bit hard to progress if you're just doing solo, like when people aren't online. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Because even solo Risk Realm has given me trouble. Yeah. I um I haven't run it, but when I had Stumpy and Kiram up, Stumpy ran Risk Realm and I haven't touched again. So I've got the title, but I haven't actually stepped in, in there myself at all. Because, like, ah. when a lot of the content's released recently, like, I'll play the Urgent Quest, but Final Lament, I played it three times, and I was like, I just really don't find this Urgent Quest fun. And then Risk Realm, um, I probably should run it, but I just, I don't know, I just have some weird, awkward block in my head that's just preventing me from, you know, when, like, you know you should do something, like, you should uh, iron your clothes or you should go and do the dishes, but you don't. That's what Risk Realm yeah. is for me. Um, it's You're attacking that... me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, TPD, I did a whole lot of that. I've done mop-up, but I probably will do more mop-up. Um, I'm mm -hmm. not too sure when, but uh, we'll, we'll see with that. So, I've and I've been thinking about it lately as well. The content we've got now compared to what we had when the game launched is like night and day like back then we we're running um i really like the urgent quest like i didn't mind the coast one where we we're just running around whacking enemies and also advanced quests while i don't like them now and i wouldn't go back to them at the time was really fun just to level up all my classes with people and now it's just it feels like you're just waiting in a lobby for an urgent quest to roll around right yeah yeah pretty much yeah it felt like there was more diversity back then but mm -hmm. 
Yeah, after you run Cradle of Darkness or Drawn to Darkness UH, you kind of get spoiled with drops. Yeah. And everything just seems like not really worth your time. They need to make like a Drawn to Persona that just drops Void Aerobite fragments. <laughs> That'd be really good. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go into New Genesis story. And I, I prefaced this before. We don't have any uh, real story outside of... I'm just going to set the, the thing for everyone. Um, so we've got arcs that are a thing. Um, think of them as like the uh, the space police, as they've always been. Uh, you've also got people called Meteon that are dropping down from this, this sky like a meteor, and it's your character that's in the meteor. I don't know if there's going to be a thing when the game actually launches where you have like, sorry, you've got like a Goku scene where like your character's like naked and then someone brings them in and gives them some clothes or something like that. I don't know what's going to happen. And then, so you've got dolls, which are another thing, which are a seed-like entity. They are, maybe they're robots. Maybe they are something that people have made or maybe they're something from outer space. We're not too sure. And then health is the world, which has, uh, it's biological, and it's kind of mixed with like mechanical aspects as well. So, um, I don't, where do we want to start? Like, do we? We'll start. Okay, we'll start with the questions we've got. Um, so that's the setup. That's all the information we have right now. We don't have any plot points. We don't know if Dark Force is going to be a thing. We don't know if potentially Mother Brain could be a thing. Uh, but do we think that New Genesis is going to continue from PSO2's ending in Episode Six? Uh, and we'll start with we'll start with Dora. Okay, so about this, this, I think it might continue. Like, there's, there's been a few speculations here and there that there may have been a bit of foreshadowing by the end of episode six, like de-weaponization of photon energy. Yep. So that could possibly be what the dolls are, since they look so much different to, you know, full spawn and all that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, but, uh... Any, anything really goes at this point. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have such little information that mm -hmm. they're just not giving us any details at the moment. Yeah. What about you, Shadgen? Um, it would make sense that they try to continue the plot in some way, considering that it's the same uh, same universe, multiverse. I don't know. When they added interdimensional travel, they threw the whole thing out the window. Yeah. But um, uh, the fact that they decided to set it a millennium ahead of time is likely so that they don't have to explain what a lot of characters we've grown with at this point are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of maybe Cass, I don't think any other race we know of in the series so far will live to a thousand years. So it's probably so that they can just tell a new story that doesn't have to be attached to PSO2. We might see references here and there as, as common when you've got a 30-year legacy to draw from. Yeah, But... Uh, other than uh, a nod to the first game here and there for the veterans, I don't really think it's going to tie in too, too much. Yeah, yeah. What about you, King? What do you think in terms of uh, connection between PSO2 and NGS story? I think they're going to give it the uh, the Xenoverse, Xenoverse 2 treatment, whereas though uh, you kind of exist within the same universe, you exist within the same story, uh, but... Uh, a whole new character is going to come through, and that character is basically going to become the successor of the pre-existing character. In light, I don't know. I hope so. Uh, Xenoverse did this really cool thing where your old character from the first Xenoverse, they took that save data, and then that character makes a reappearance in the cutscenes of the second Xenoverse. 
hopefully if they give it that sort of treatment we get to see our old characters kind of make a return within the cutscenes of pso2 that's just me i thought it was kind of unique i wish to see more of that within games that have like legacy stories but uh i mean whatever it is i'm here for it yeah. <laughs> i'm actually interested in the story this time considering how detailed and great the open world looks yeah so whatever happens happens definitely they actually kind of did that with idola uh if you if you play the mobile game their second episode uh has a new protagonist and the uh, all the main characters from the first one do show up but they're more like side characters at this point interesting so they, they've done the same kind of concept uh, if i'm understanding you yep i think um yeah. the only the only thing like and with everyone saying their piece at the moment in regards to what they think is going to happen I think the biggest uncertainty is the player character because if that character is like if it's a thousand years in the future everyone's died um if you if our character is one to one our character is it a clone is it a descendant um we're not too sure just yet but if it is our character one to one like it's literally like animana and he's just come you know literally stepped into a block changer and a meteor has come down he's crashed down um i mean every other story character could technically do the same as well right I suppose and it could yeah. even be with uh, omega or earth us going to holfer and technically it's a thousand years in the future but it's also us. i mean time travel is a huge thing in pso2 right yeah with um, the protagonist so. yeah there's and... also cryo sleep that could mm -hmm. be a factor as well that 1000 years is a bit much yeah i mean didn't how many years were there between episode three and four just two years two. two years okay yeah so that's just a nap cry a nap <laughs> <laughs> so in in terms of a thousand years in the future say that there is a um thing where we've got old school story characters from pso2 coming back would you prefer to actually have them shoehorn in the old characters just for the sake of people being familiar with them or would you rather them just cut it and be like Here's some new characters you need to grow in love with. Uh, we'll start uh, with King. Okay. I'd rather them say here's some new characters you just need to grow in love with. Yeah. Although the, the old characters were really fun, seeing some of the core characters return back would be cool. Like uh like Zeno or you know Risa, like or Matoi or Matoi, excuse me. But having characters like Helga return would seem kind of pointless. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just trying to make a little DLC and we're getting a Scion class and just like, oh, Helga's back. All right, cool. Yeah. That means we're getting Phantom next month, you know? But <laughs> other than that, I would love to see what they do with the new world, the new characters. Um, I don't know who inhabits this world other than the the new breed of characters. What are Meteor me Meteorans? Mm-hmm. Me Meaty right? orange. Meaty orange. Meaty orange. Meaty orange. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> there we go. So, hopefully, hopefully we do see some new. Because I'm not gonna lie, all of the characters were great in PSL2, but they weren't perfect. Mm. Uh, I mean, especially, so this is... especially with the male characters, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's Wait, be let's be real. PSO2 PSO2 story is completely held up by all the female characters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I kind of no forget doubt. about characters <laughs> exist sometimes. Um, 
but for this is a clean slate for them this is a clean slate for them to finally say okay we're going to invest because now it is a open world game meaning no matter how hard we want to we cannot avoid story on this one so let's let's invest in the story and make it so interesting that we can align it with the subquests, the uh, weeklies, the dailies, and keep people interested in the story of the game. Because I think that's something that really works out well for Final Fantasy XIV is that they keep people invested with the story because it aligns with everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll go up next with Shagum. What do you think in terms of uh, old or new characters? I'm not opposed to old characters making a return so long as it makes sense. For instance, we have characters like uh, like Maria and um, uh, Regius, who constantly talk about how they're on their way out or at the, the end of the road and so on. So for them to show up again a thousand years later would make no sense because they already expect to die soon. Mm-hmm. But then you have characters yeah. like uh, like um, uh, Harriet, who is more or less a goddess at this point. Uh, it, I don't know if she'd have any reason to be on Halfa, but she could probably live long enough to. Um, Xiao probably could too, being a... Is he also a planet like Xion was? Yes. I know he's on Mothership and so on. Okay, so yeah, yeah. then then it would make sense that he could still be there. But mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand with what we mentioned earlier, where most of the characters are more or less mortal and should have mortal lifespans, so it wouldn't make sense for them to be there uh, outside of becoming Meteoranges. Yep. <laughs> it just makes me think of like the impossible steak, but it's the other way around. It's like the impossible orange. And it's yep. just like you have an orange and like you peel it and there's literally just wagyu beef or something like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Dora, old or new? Okay. So, pretty much the same as Shadgun here. Like, I could see maybe older characters returning, maybe for events and stuff. But I'm not sure about being core story unless it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously characters with a bit more Im- immortality could return and it yeah. probably makes sense. But mm-hmm. yet, depending whether this is actually 1,000 years in the future through time travel or if 1,000 years have actually passed for the old characters, then yeah, yeah it really depends on that. Absolutely. I so think... I'd be really uh, excited for a brand new cast as well because it'd be see mm-hmm. it'd be fun to see like what kind of characters appear and stuff. Yep, I'm gonna and this isn't um, we've all had the opportunity, but I think both. Mm. Um, I think that have a a new cast is the the thing that should be a thing. Like we learn about these characters, but then maybe if there was a means of um, you know there are the old characters in the world, but maybe like they're in maybe they're meteor and their cryopod failed and we have to go and rescue them all around the planet or maybe like um it's been a thousand years and they're all like obi-wan hidden in a cave just keeping to themselves <laughs> or something like that it could be stuff like that or maybe yeah, yeah. i mean there could be a lot of other things like xenoblade chronicles x uh the humans came to a, a planet that was technically like a weird thing that was pulling in like it was a weird dimensional rift i can't remember how it was but basically like it was just purgatory what if health is purgatory and what if like we're all there and you know i don't know there's there's so many ways that it could go of the story but um i think that you could have both old and new but i would want them to have new characters as a focus um they've had too many chances with old characters and six episodes mate it's time to move on i think (laughs) 
Uh, all I right. I do have an idea. Yeah. Uh, can I spit for a second? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. So, cats are robots in mm -hmm. layman's terms. Yeah. Robots adapt. In a new world, say if we're in the same world, um, or even in this world, over the years, they have to adapt, meaning they would have to take parts. Meaning they would have to take parts from the dolls to be able to survive and or fight back the enemy. What if we got new cast characters that were based off of the design of dolls? That sounds awfully like uh, working towards an antagonist that is going to be the new Dark Falls. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you played Fantasy Star Universe, the whole thing was that... Um, there was a cast uprising on Paran, and their leader was a clone of, like, basically a, a series of um, cast and almost like a, a collective, um, kind of like Ultron. But they eventually merge with Seed and become Dark Falls. So that's where I'm like, mm, that sounds like a we've we've seen that happen before, and it didn't it didn't go too well. Um. Yeah, so I've got another question I've just added onto our show notes. So, how do we think right. story is going to be applied in the game? And when I say this is, do we think that we're going to be... Um, how do I put this? Do we think it's going to be from a quest counter? We do a story. Um, and... I mean, this is very broad and vague and open kind of thing, but... Do we think that it's going to be maybe um, applied like very linear like that and we just follow the story, it just teleports us around kind of thing? Or do we think that with it being open world, you'll go to a character, get a task, and then it'd be like run out to, you know, central area and we talk to someone, a, a scene takes place and then it's like, this is done, we go back to town and then maybe, oh no, we need to go up to the mountains. And, you know, do we think that kind of thing is going to happen? So do we think it's going to be either linear or do we think it's going to be kind of dynamic making us run around the world to get those story points uh sorry and we'll go first with uh we'll go for Sadora. yeah um i think it is probably going to be more dynamic i think it's good if they make use of the open world rather than just going from a quest counter i mean you've got you've got such beautiful scenery and depth in the world why not make use of it absolutely yeah um, yeah, so is that is that similar to the the old Matterboard system in any way? Because I, I never actually got to play that, but wasn't kind of you you go. I I haven't had much of it, but all I know was there was prerequisites for doing either enemy spawns or doing certain things, and then was it that would unlock the story quest that you could go do? Kind of, it was like um you'd get a board with like these set of spheres on them. And each one had something that was like an objective, like kill this enemy to get a certain drop, or uh, like a pillar that would in initiate a cutscene would uh, show up in a certain expedition area. Doing those objectives would open more spheres on the board, and there were certain ones that if you completed would trigger a, uh, a story mission. Uh, so kind of, I think it's the best way they could have, or I think it was the best way they thought of they could do a story mode in a game that's not open world without eventually doing what we know as the story now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah kind of so what do you think in terms of dynamic or static Shadgun? do you think it's going to go the old school route or do you think it's going to go more um, go and find these people out in the world and help them uh, well with such an emphasis for New Genesis to have uh, a lot to do in its massive world 
or supposedly massive what we've seen so far that they've created. I would be very surprised for them to continue doing the story the way they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they would probably have... Uh, I'd like to see them kind of do kind of what uh, places like Guild Wars or FF14 have done. Yep. Where there's a main story quest line you can follow, go to this person and accept their quest, which will go to this area and so on, and eventually have like instance encounters that could include your cutscenes that push the the story forward. Yeah. Um, but I'd also like to see it uh, integrated a bit more into the core experience. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean like you can play all of PSO2 as it is right now and never touch the story save for the tutorial. A lot of people still haven't played the story. And I feel like that's a shame because that's one of the big parts about RPGs is having a plot that makes everything make sense. So having... Making it seem or giving people more incentive to play us play through the game story, especially if you can make it part of their everyday uh, goings on, yep. would uh, I think would help the game a lot more. Absolutely, I think as well. Like when you're saying that about Guild Wars and stuff, and that's the way that works is that obviously there's a lot of towns in those games uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen and Guild Wars. And Guild Wars specifically was you were basically following a path around the world to get to the end. Uh, and I guess Final Fantasy XIV is kind of the same way, but it's a little bit more open. Uh, I guess it depends on how big the map is and if there are other outposts and if it isn't just Central City, right? That'd be the, the main thing with that regard. Yeah. But I think going towards an open, more dynamic world, if we do get... Uh, I think, you know, I think um, it'd be incredible if we have to unlock the world through story because that forces people to play the story and understand what's going on. And also it's another way to kind of gate people getting too far too quickly and being under leveled for certain areas and maybe making like there's a 32 player area and it's full of people that are level 10 in a level 20 area kind of thing. We don't want that. Right. So right. Potentially that could be a thing, but um, what do you think King? Do you think it's going to be linear, like old school quest counter uh, story missions, or do we think it's going to be, how would you think open world would work for it? I'm hoping along the lines of it just being kind of just story progress. Like we lock out certain areas for certain levels and depending on how we progress through the story, we get to other areas. One, because I did, although I did like being able to run around yep. or maybe it may just be, Ooh, Ooh, idea. Maybe it may just be a world tier thing. So depending on how you level up or how you go through the story, the whole open world map levels up with you yeah and that makes it so low level players can run around and do whatever they want but they can't really interrupt higher level players from being like in the same area because you know each area is set off into an instance yep so if you have eight people out of the hundred thousand people who are level i don't know level 20 you know and then you have another eight people who are level 10 they kind of the computer algorithm just kind of splits that and puts them all into their own room so that way the level 20 people can get level 20 bosses uh gigamax or that's a gigamax Gigantics. Uh, or the level 10 yeah i'm sorry my brain between like pokemon and everything i'm yeah. like yeah. um or the level 10 players can keep their level 10 friends uh be able to play with that now if you're partied up with someone uh i guess we can just leave that neutral that would be hard to explain but i do think the story should be something that kind of has you 
explore the world in separate segments. So we go through different parts as we go through the story, but still leave that open world available. Yep. Like Genshin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the thing I was thinking about? How how are we going to have difficulties? Because since PSO one, you know, normal, hard, very hard. Uh, ultimate was a difficulty, but that's now become like super hard and and extremely hard and ultra hard. And now I'm just waiting for um, them to go go like hard hard or something like that. <laughs> um, I wonder how that's going to work. And world tiers could be a way to um, implement that. Like, would there be like normal world tier, hard world tier? I don't know. Um, but I feel like what they would need to do with it is depending on, it depends on how big the, um, the population for the game is going to be, but I could see that working if it's scaled. So if I had a party, like, and I think this is probably what you're going to go into King was if, um, all four of us were in a party, Dora was level 50, Shadgun was level 10, um, King was just starting the game and I was like level 80 or something like that. Um, and we're all on different, like we're pretty much all on different world tiers. Would the game just put that into a baseline so that we're all seeing enemies at our level, um, the same enemies, but we're getting different rewards and experience and stuff like that, um, based on it. I think that could work pretty well, but I guess that remains to be seen on how that is going to happen. But, um, that would be interesting. mm. And also it would keep the popular, like the problem is is that if we did have it where we get to ultra hard difficulty uh, and new players are starting and they're just seeing this dead world because everyone's in ultra hard, that's something they, that we don't need for PSO2 because oh, yeah. Yeah. people want to... Pe- one of the biggest experiences of playing online games is stepping outside in the field and you see all these new players and there's this one like high-level player that's standing there, you know, oh, I'm level 100 you want to be like me one day kind of thing there's always going to be like that that stuff and i hope that is a thing still so um who do we think and like i'm not too sure of like everyone's understanding of um the fantasy star universe no pun but um basically you've got dark foes which is actually dark force that's an entity uh it's been an entity like a, an evil entity through all the fantasy star games and also fantasy star universe and fantasy star online 2 but Fantasy Star Online 2 is very different in terms of it's basically like um, a company <laughs> instead of it's like Dark Falls starts his own business and he's got all these people and the you know employees. Um, do we think it's going to be that or the other thing was uh, Mother Brain, which was in Fantasy Star 2 and it's been in Fantasy Star uh, Universe Ambition of the Illuminous. But basically, it was a uh, in Fantasy Star 2 it was a. Um, the desert planet in Fantasy Star 2, Motavia, got terraformed by Mother Brain to make it habitable. Uh, and then that thing went nuts. And in Fantasy Star Universe, basically Mother Brain was... I can't remember the story, but basically it was the cast planet stuff and that thing went nuts as well. But there could be other things as well. Uh, do we think it's going to be Dark Files again? Is there any hints at that? Mother Brain, it could also be the seed, uh, which was from Fantasy Star Universe, basically um, jelly-like enemies like we're seeing with the with the uh the dolls do we think it's going to be something familiar or do we think are there any hints it could be something brand new and we'll start with king honestly i have no answer on this one <laughs> my brain is going to jump through so many hoops uh or what would you like like what do you think it's probably going to be and what would you like to see uh i would like to see them make more use of the villains um i would like to see more depth i would like to see more of their story yeah you know 
um i don't know like even with the dolls like i would love to see where they come from uh their history and whatnot i think the main antagonists might not even be the same race as the dolls yeah so it may be someone who just gained a sort of control of the dolls mm-hmm but I have no idea what that could possibly be. It may be something completely different. Uh, my my brain might be telling me it's just another form of Dark Falls. <laughs> might just be another form of, or uh, maybe Persona just came back and decided I'm just gonna be a dictator. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I I honestly don't have an answer for this. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing as well with the dolls is we don't know if they're manufactured either, right? So they might not even be yeah. a race. They may just be a, a construct, a golems basically. Uh, but Dora, or it what... could be bioorganic. Sorry. Yeah, true. That's a fair point. Dora, what do you think? Yeah, same here. I don't really have an answer too, but uh, obviously someone's probably like leading the whole group of dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. <laughs> Maybe some kind of puppeteer that's like, you yeah. know, controlling the dolls or something, but they really do look different from Fallspawn. Like, the, the overall design is really interesting. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shagun? Well, actually, uh, my community and I talked about this concept recently in a stream, so I actually do have an answer for this, and it's I do think we're going to see another Dark Falls. Never mind that he is, in one capacity or another, around for every game in the series, even when he's not the main villain. Uh, we t- we had discussed uh, the possibility of other members of the Dark Falls collective, like we saw in PSO2 existing, that we haven't seen yet. Because of the connection between PSO2 and Idola, where they uh, there's evidence to suggest they exist in the same universe in separate dimensions, kind of like Earth. And Idola has its own Dark Falls, Dark Falls Theater. So we had this theory, supposedly, uh, what if we what if uh, another version of Dark Falls that we hadn't seen during uh, Oracle uh, was there? Maybe they were dormant for a while, and once they awaken, since TPD is gone and more false spawn can't be created, maybe the dolls are a substitute for the false spawn, and a dark falls is still behind the scenes somewhere. Yeah, that's true. I um the other thing of dark falls is dark falls has a very uh, very unique thing, a very unique how do I put it like plot point around his existence or their existence, right? And that is every one thousand years. And this is set yeah. in a thousand years. Yeah, time, yeah, right? that's like. Yeah, but lines up exactly. I think like the th- the point is, and I think this is a good demonstration for anyone that might be wanting to know if there's story and stuff like that is that we don't know, we don't know. <laughs> there's, there's so much we don't know right now. Uh, I don't know if uh, maybe within the next like within the month or so lead up to New Genesis, they'll start putting out like story trailers or maybe they'll have a stream where they go over the story points and the the protagonist and stuff but you know what i'd actually like to see and i think this formula works really well we had it in uh destiny we've had it in metal gear solid and that is um you know the it's almost like a a wild west thing as well like a six enemies that we need to go through like protagonists working towards a big bad guy i think that's really good and especially if we're having a big open world if Maybe they're running different bases. We had this, I mean, with Final Fantasy four, 15 as well, um, basically. I think that'd be good to kind of bunny hop and have a something to keep working towards and taking out. I don't know. I don't know how it'd work. That's the thing is, we've seen there's an exploded uh, base next to 
central city and that could potentially be something tied to the dolls and maybe it was our constructs maybe there was someone that either was running it that went AWOL or maybe um, there was yeah maybe there was a sabotage or something like that from from someone as well but the point is that we don't really have a lot of answers we have some vague things that we could we could think of like with the 1000 years I think it's the biggest thing that points to what it could be but um at the moment it just feels like we've got a populated world of enemies and that's it right yeah how did the rappies get here after 1000 years yeah i mean well, those things are yeah, rappies are, are time travelers <laughs> yeah the, the genuine rappies not the ones you see on Navarius, they they have the power to transcend space and time so they could show up anywhere <laughs> I'm yeah, just... yeah, I saw that on the data pod. I was just wondering, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that we don't have the scuffed-looking rappies from Fantasy Star Universe that look oh like um, yeah. they've been doing too many uh, too many <laughs> illicit photons. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great way of putting it. <laughs> All right. So um, if anyone has any questions in chat, we'll be moving close to wrapping up recently. But uh, I guess while we are waiting for a few questions... Um, topic on the spot when do we think new genesis is like when would we like to see it when, when do we think we're gonna see new genesis dropping uh we're gonna start with king uh i want to say summer summer is decent summer when <laughs> summer's dis different for two people here <laughs> i want to say like uh summer august august uh, august yeah, because it gives them enough time to fix any issues or go back through and, you know, make changes to certain things. Plus, it leaves enough windows so we don't have to experience any, any setbacks. Because even given the beta that we had just now, there were a lot of times where they had to shut the beta down. They gave us more time, but they came back and they fixed a lot of things. And there was some under the table stuff that they fixed regardless of the issues that we posted. Because at that point, they were when I came back into the game, I couldn't tell you the first hour that I was able to play in ultra quality. But then when we came back within like the last day of, you know, the new Genesis beta, I was able to play in ultra quality. Yeah. So they were definitely doing some things under the table. I feel like they, if they, you know, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? If they mess with the game a little bit more, cause that's just my dumb layman's terms. Um, then they would be able to make it, so people with lower specs can play more and still have that better experience. Mm -hmm. What about so you, do you Dora? Think August for oh sorry. Um, yeah, I mean you can ask the question as well, but <laughs> yeah, no problem. So, so do you think August for the beta or the actual release? The actual release. Now mm -hmm. for the beta, I that that can be next week if they wanted to. <laughs> you know, they can put out a beta anytime as long as they get that data they need. I'm all good. Yep. That's the thing is like, right, is um, I've, I've been thinking about this recently and they would have given us a registration for beta if things were ready to go. But the, the fact is that they've just come off closed beta too. They probably do need to tweak a few things. Um, it's not a fact of people getting in a player. It's a fact of them needing to test things. But what do you think the date, uh, what month do you think, Dora, would be appropriate? Maybe June? I, I'm yeah. not really sure because like... We're coming into April now, then it's mm -hmm. May. Yeah. Maybe a month or two should be enough for them to release beta, but maybe a little bit after that for the actual release. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'd like to release it when it's more ironed out and refined. Mm -hmm. What about you, Shagan? Uh, well, 
uh, between the two of them, they kind of they kind of nailed what I was thinking. I'm hoping for like a, a May beta, and then maybe a month or two later, maybe July, maybe August, if something they find is like really game breaking mm-hmm. needs work. But uh, uh, the only the only evidence of them having even a window for it. I've heard so far as I know that there were rumors about a spring release. I know that was mentioned a while ago, but nothing was ever confirmed. And I believe they said during one of the prologue things, something about uh, it releasing in time for PSO2's next major update, so to speak. I think they're, it sounded like they were implying something about, doesn't PSO2 usually get something major in the fall in JP? Isn't that usually when they release like a new episode or, or, uh, I don't know. It seemed like they were implying something about the fall or something about that. Uh, yeah, time frame, but it's all hearsay. I think at this point. Yeah, I think. Um, all right, so May or late late April, early May, close beta. I think um, June, open beta. June or July or open beta. And I say June or July, I think June is going to be um, if they need to have and close an open beta and then pull it down and tweak some stuff and then put it up. But July, if they're ready to go, they have an open beta that rolls straight into release. And that uh, full release would be maybe August, September. That's, I don't know, that's what I think. We do have a, a question from the audience. Favorite type of rappy? We'll go with King first. Favorite type of rappy? Ooh, dark rappy. Dark, dark Emperor Rappy? Yes, yes. It is the... Oh, no, uh, no, just like the Dark Rappy. Uh, the the oh, Black yeah. Rappy with the evil eyes. Oh, right. Yeah, it's the only one that actually looks like it has a personality other than being a <laughs> Rappy. It just loves violence. Yeah. All right, Dora. Favorite Rappy? It's a cross between the Love Rappy or the Drago Rappy. I really like the, the New Year's Rappy. It was quite cute. Yeah. yeah. Dragons. <laughs> Shadgun? I was going to have to say definitely the Dragon Rappy. Yeah. Uh, it, those who were followed by Channel for even a little while can tell pretty quickly I have a thing for dragons. So that was <laughs> when I saw that pop up, that was a no brainer. I needed to have one. I wish we could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't release the suits, did they? Yep. No, they no. didn't. Not even a mag or anything. <laughs> I think my favorite will be Fantasy Star Online 1, Episode 4, the Sand Rappies with the Drill Nose. I think those are my favorites. Um, those ones are really cool. Oh, they're cute. <laughs> yeah. So they were just like a, a orange and white rappy with a literally like a drill, like a um, yeah, a drill for the nose. <laughs> it's based on the thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're we're at the end now. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up here. So uh, thank you everyone for stopping by. I actually need to bring up my script. Uh, All right. Where can we find Dora online? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter as Artist Dora. I have an, a personal or art account. They'll be at Artist Dora. I also have a PSO2 account where I just post PSO2 content. That's Dora PSO2. Um, if you don't want to see all that kind of timeline, you know, cl- cluttered Twitter feed, you can also find me on Instagram under the same name. But yeah, that, yep. that's where you can find me. Awesome. And Shadgon, where can people tune in to you? Well, uh, you can find me on Twitch under twitch.tv slash Shadgon. I'm also on YouTube under the same name, and I try to upload as often as my work schedule allows. And uh, you can usually find me on Twitter every day saying something. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, King. We don't usually say where we where from, but where can people find King? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, where I stream a bountiful amount of RPGs uh, at twitch.tv slash King Cosma, and same for YouTube, King Cosma. Yep. And you can find me everywhere as Animana AU. So, all right. You can find the podcast on all major platforms. I, I recommend Spotify myself because I feel it's just like a, an all-in-one thing. It's pretty good. And also live stream archives do appear on our YouTube channel. Yeah, youtube.com slash Oracle Fleet. So, thank you again for making time to chat with us today. It has been wonderful. Uh, I am Animana and this is King Kazma and we'll catch you next week. We do have a little a little means of uh, sending the show out, which we'd like you to be a part of. Uh, do you want to take it away, King? Yeah. So, at the end of every stream, we say, until next time, and may your guiding light shine. And we'll count it down. Until next time, and may your guiding light shine. All right. Three, two, one. Until next time. Until next time, and, and may, may your, your guiding, guiding light, light shine. shine. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> hey. <laughs>